Okay, so what is this about? So whenever I'm listening to some of them shows cracking jokes at the expense of Islam or Muslims, they always circle around the same arguments. So what of women's rights in Islam? What of Prophet Muhammad marrying nine wives at a time? How come Islam did not outlaw slavery right away? What of jihad, etc., etc.? And to all of these things, I only have one thing to say, which is these are not arguments. We're not Muslims because we like the lifestyle. As a matter of fact, you're not even scratching the surface, my friend. We Muslims, we pray five times a day. The first prayer at the crack of dawn. The last one is just before midnight. We have to fast one full month every year. It is absolutely forbidden to have any sexual relations before marriage. <laughs> As a matter of fact, not even friendship amongst the sexes is allowed. Uh, absolutely no consumption of alcohol of any form. Uh, it is absolutely forbidden to even carry it, sell it, or even sit at a table where alcohol is being served. We actually, we have to comply with an onerous regimen daily, weekly, monthly, annually, and on lifetime basis. We have to, uh, you know, we have, there is, there are a lot of expectations from uh, when do we wage war and uh, how often and thorough do you wipe your button? These are not arguments, like I said. Uh, they are not the reasons why we believe and we obey. There is, in fact, only one argument, and the argument is that Allah told us so. Uh, Allah told us so in Quran. We believe Quran to be the pure word of Allah, a message to a final message to mankind, as delivered to Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, by the angel Gabriel. Now, this is a major claim. It actually, with that, comes a major demand of absolute submission. As a matter of fact, Islam, it, it's even in the name. The name Islam means to submit. A Muslim is someone who submitted. Uh, so, like we said, a major demand. And uh, at the same time, it is the only core argument that uh, we have in Islam, it, uh, that we have a message from Allah. So bring this argument down and the whole thing comes crashing down. You see, why would anyone uh, comply, like we said, with this onerous regimen if we discover that uh, it is actually not based on the words of Allah, uh, it is just the words of man. So this is, like we said, this is the only true core argument of Islam. And uh, this, and to understand why this message is actually uh, the core argument for Islam, you have to understand that it breaks into two key components. The, com- the first component is uh, revolves around the Prophet himself, Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The Prophet was illiterate. He never read or wrote anything in his entire life. He's even described this way in Quran. He was very famous for being absolutely honest and intelligent, but he could never utter a single line of poetry, for example. He was 40 when the first signs and ayahs of Quran were actually revealed to him while he was meditating in a cave around Mecca. And now look, I understand that this might sound like quack to a lot of people, so... Uh, a lone shepherd, uh, an illiterate uh, lone shepherd in a cave somewhere around Mecca, just coming down uh, the mountain saying that, look, I have a message from Allah and everyone falling behind him. And trust me, this is this is a key component and a good question. It is actually part of the argument itself for Quran. The second part uh, revolves around the Quran itself. Quran has a magnificent scope. It describes who Allah is, how uh, the, the uh, what went into the creation of the universe and the creation of mankind. Why won't Allah talk to us or send us a sign? What of uh, previous prophets, uh, Abraham, Ismail, Isaac, Jacob, Moses and Jesus and the sons of Israel? 
What color was the cow Moses ordered his people to butcher? What sign did the angels carry to the sons of Israel to inform them that Talut was their chosen king to, to confront uh, Goliath? Uh, how to document a loan, categories of the poor, how to set interest rates, punishments for thievery, adultery, stories of Noah, Lot, Solomon, and David, examples about flies, ants, bees, the colors of mountains, the movements of the sun and stars, the size of the universe, and a lot more. I, I'm, I'm just trying to, I was, I, when I was preparing for this, I tried to write as much as I could, but there, there is just a humongous amount of information in this. It is in an, in essence a mandate, a purpose, a constitution to Muslims in 604 pages, no more. And to top it all off, it is actually sung, not just read. The beauty of Quran has actually been stumping Arab poets for 1400 years. And you have to understand that this is quite important for the Arabic nation back then. Arabs have always, all, and up to this date, uh, favored poetry above anything else. To the point that a person who was a poet, merchant, and horse rider back then in Arabia, he was called a perfect man. Uh, as a matter of fact, only three um, uh, famous Arabs have achieved this title. Uh, one of them was Imru al-Qais, who was a famous Arabian poet back then. So consider this. Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, an illiterate Arab man uh, coming down the side of a mountain and bringing forth this uh, magnificent scope that we mentioned earlier. In comparison, uh, consider, for example, the creation of the American Constitution, uh, which was created by some of the most informed and well-esteemed politicians of their time, creating a document that was still amended 27 times. And that document does not even include, the, like we said, the stories of the nations that came before us, none of the magnificent scope that we mentioned earlier covered in Quran. Uh, it was actually, like we said, amended 27 times, including the rights of, uh, of killing unborn children, including uh, the right to, uh, to gay relations, and so on. I'm not saying whether these things are good or bad or right or wrong right now. I'm just saying that, okay, look, this constitution, despite it being the uh, creation, the work of uh, some of the best people of their time, the, the most intelligent people of their time, it has still been amended uh, 27 times since then. Quran has not been adjusted or amended once in 1400 years. And this is a major difference. So uh, we go back to the question of, okay, this sounds like a lot of quack. I do not trust this about the uh, illiterate uh, goat herding Arab man coming down from a cave somewhere near Mecca. He must have copied this from somewhere, or maybe it's not the work of just this man. Maybe a lot of people actually helped him create this uh, this book. Uh, there has to be an explanation. These cannot actually be the, wor the words of Allah. It has to be the words of man, the creation of man. And for that, there is a simple uh, challenge. The book actually challenges you. Not, not later than page four of the book itself. Bring about a single surah of its likeness. If you cannot beat what an illiterate, goat-herding Arab man who could never utter a single line of poetry for his entire life, up to the age of 40, uh, coming down from a cave near Mecca, and then sing it, you have to accept that this is beyond you, and this is beyond human. So in this podcast, my plan is to take you over the book beginning to end. Now, of course, I cannot replicate uh, its miraculous beauty in English, so I'll just focus on trying to bring uh, uh, the meaning of the words themselves 
as close as is possible to uh, an English speaking person. And um, who knows, maybe you are that special person who can bring a single uh, verse or surah of its likeness and make it rhyme. Or you know what, maybe I can just bring myself and you a bit closer to the truth.